Subsy Live. Conscious Living with a Twist. My name is Faison Subzali. And it's Dr. Syra here. Okay, so Dr. Syra, what are we talking about today? First, we'll tell you who we are. Because people still don't know who we are. Well, maybe they don't. Maybe this is the first episode they're listening I'm, to. I'm famous in my head. Yes, in your head. That's pretty much the only place. Okay, it's a good place to be in. <laughs> <laughs> So I am a psychotherapist and I'm in my practice, I encourage people to incorporate their cultural values and their spiritual beliefs into their growth work. And I am a coach who helps uh, people kind of get to that next level, identifying those obstacles that may be getting in the way of them seeing, um, seeing the problem in a new way. Um, and I'm married to Dr. Syra, and I just threw up the quotes, the air quotes. You can call me doctor. I don't mind. Oh, I know. We also both run um, support groups. So I run a women's support group for women with anxiety and depression. And Faizan runs a group. For men's. uh, Men's support group. Uh, It's called uh, Freedom Warriors. It happens on Tuesdays uh, at 7 Pacific time. uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. And you run a support group that happens on Saturdays at noon. Noon Pacific. Pacific. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to connect with us live, if you're enjoying our podcast and you think, ah, oh, who are these people like in real life? Well, it's not real life because it's all online. However, you will see our faces. And Faison has a great face for podcasts. <laughs> Build me up. This is a way of you building me up. I, I love you, man. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today? Why relationships are so hard. Yeah dealing with you that's what's hard that's why it's so hard (laughs) so why why are relationships so hard i don't know i mean this has been a question question clearly they're hard for you so since it's your topic that you decided to talk about you've lived with yourself you know how hard it is (gasps) that's true but you're not allowed to say that jeez no, it's like this is a question I've been pondering is that why um, every time we talk to people about relationships, it's full of agony <laughs> or, or those are the people maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm attracted <laughs> The people who are showing up are people who are in Possibly. agony for counseling, which makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. That's all fair. But it's... People uh, are coming for coaching and counseling because they have a problem, right? I know, but they're always not coming just because they have a problem in their relationship. True, true. Right? But we so, always end up and, talking about it. And let me be honest. Like, there are people that I, I you know, I attend other support groups for myself. Uh, and when we talk about relationships, it, you know, there is uh, kind of these beautiful stories that are shared. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not always full of anguish, but why (laughs) i think when it is full of anguish it just takes over your life right i think that's the hard part about relationships because when there's a problem in the relationship for me i don't know about you and i don't know about our listeners but for me it's all i can think about right i need to resolve that and i know why that is i have a theory well it's not my theory it's somebody else's okay let's hear your theory so the theory is it's attachment theory so basically attachment theory comes from um Basically, how we bonded to our original caregivers is how we learn to bond. 
Okay, so, so far with me. How we bonded to our original caregivers is how we learned to bond. Now, how we bonded to our original caregivers happened when we were pre-verbal, before we had language. And so it was emotional, it was energetic, it was a vibe, right? So if our caregivers were in a stressed out vibe, we would have learned something about the world and our capacity to bond through that time. Doesn't mean that they were bad people. They just might have been stretched or stressed. And I know for many immigrant families, you know, when families come, like it's about survival and it's not really about um, all of the other things that maybe parents want to spend their time on. They can't because they're working and they're, you know, making ends meet. And so you and I had those experiences with our parents where, you know, there wasn't a lot of time and for bonding and heart to hearts and like we didn't grow up like that. So what that does then is that sets up a brain, a brain like network about, okay, how are we going to relate to our loved ones? And so what happens as a child is if we're not, um, if our loved one is unavailable to us, our, our, what they call the primary attachment figure, usually the mother, but not always. If the primary attachment figure is not available to us, we feel like we're going to die. Like our system actually tells us you will die, scream and shout and get your mom back here because otherwise the tiger will eat you right? And so that same mechanism gets activated when we're in relationships. So when our primary attachment figure, who's our partner when we're adults, is unavailable emotionally or physically, everything in us screams, you are going to die. So that's what's happening from a brain perspective. And that's why that's all we can think about is getting our relationship back okay, because that's where our primary love needs are getting met. Now, people who are not bonded to their partners, but are bonded to their children will have a similar experience when their kids are not talking to them or there's some sort of a conflict with their kids. Right. So how, how does this, how does it work, right? Like, because what we're, our parents might tell us, mm-hmm. we just put up with it and you just go, just go push forward. That's right. Because what was their goals and ambitions? What were their goals? And ambitions? Uh, well, I think their goals and ambitions were to... For, for physical safety, because many of our families, many families from immigrant communities or refugee communities came out of war or despair, right? You don't, you don't leave everything because things are good. You leave everything because you assume things are going to be better somewhere else. And so their focus, their intentions, their motivations were very, very different. Mm. They thought that they were, their job was to provide better, a better, better living conditions for their children. Right, which includes better, you know, access to schools, access to running water, access to electricity, um, you know, all day, all through the day and night. Those basic, and then, you know, I I was talking to clients. Um, I've talked to quite a few clients who have immigrated from um, different countries in Africa or Asia, and they talk about, you know, if if the infrastructure was better, we would never have left. Right, if the roads and the healthcare and the schooling and the the basics were in place, culturally, they would prefer to stay in the place that they are but you know in order to have that quality of life piece they have to leave and i think that's something that's really um overlooked when we talk about in those marriages at that time because they had to be a team just to survive they had to put up with each other because they couldn't financially afford not to right, right? well mostly women and and not mostly only well yeah. and not only financially but from from a community perspective, people would be ostracized. They would be shunned from their families right. and communities. So you had to just put up with it because everybody was putting up. Right, with and it. that still happens, right? the The community piece is huge. Mm-hmm. Where if I feel like I will be left out and left out of my friends circle, the friends that I've uh, 
uh, friend circle that I've built with my partner. Mm-hmm. And if I were to leave my partner, that you lose friends, those friends. Yeah, possibly lose those One friends. One of the people. Or, or my reputation in the, like, we come from a community. <laughs> we come from a community where reputations matter. Yep. And I, I think many Many yeah, where yeah. there's that collectivist, right? Where people know each other and it's about family and honor and respect and the yeah. family name. Just this morning, right? Your mom, <laughs> your mom's so cute. She's, she, you know, her, her prayer. Every time we, we finish a phone call with her, she always gives us prayers at the end. Like, may you be healthy and happy and long living and blah, blah, blah. And she always says, and may your children grow up to be wonderful people who, the, the, the translation is like, make our name shine right make our family name shine right yeah and i we always look at each other and smile because it's like oh geez right but they that's actually a value it is a value family name of course it's a value for us right like and and you know those that are of uh immigrant backgrounds a lot of us i feel like have this pressure on us and i've talked about it before is that I represent not only myself. But I rep- my family. I represent mostly everybody. Yes, my family, but but whoever looks like me. <laughs> right? Yeah, we've talked about this. And, yeah. and so so there is this pressure of that piece. But, but where that pressure then translates into from a relationship mm-hmm. perspective is, am I like, because it's one thing to say, okay, I'm going to lose my partner, mm-hmm. but to lose all the support whether it might be my own family, mm-hmm. I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you? And like, that happens, oh. right? With, it with happens. separation families. Or, or yeah. communities that right. just they outright take... shun the... And you mentioned the women. Tell me about why you said that. Well, no, I mean, again, from a survival perspective, mm-hmm. right? Like, it was it was women who were at home and taking care of the kids. But and making... not always. In immigrant families, often both parents are working. Not immigrant family. I'm going a little bit backwards. Okay. Right? Little, little, like a like few I'm, generations yeah, back. I'm going a few generations back where okay. even then it was, yeah, sure, we weren't surviving in in uh, U.S. or in Canada, mm-hmm. but we were still trying to survive. Whoever right? we were. Like whoever yeah. we were. Right. We're trying to survive. And then part partly that responsibility, mm-hmm. the household responsibility fell on, fell on the women. Right. Women were shunned if they were to leave, right? Right. Or they, if, if even if they left, even if they could leave, yeah, there was no money that was tied to their right. name. Right. There's no property that was tied to their name. There's no child support, right? Back then, yeah. So, so I mean, so there, there is this, uh, there are these stories, right. right? That now we can't leave, right? Generations of stories that we cannot leave, or the opposite. And I've seen this so much with my clients. Um, I want to be a woman who doesn't need to depend on a man financially. And so then it's like the other extreme of like, like extreme independence where you actually can't even ask for help. You can't even let somebody in because it's like generations of women who didn't have their freedom because of finances. And now I will not give up my freedom. So I will look after myself financially and I don't need a partner. And and it's true. You don't need a partner maybe, but maybe you want one. Right. But but I think that's another like the opposite end of the spectrum is like so for men and women, such extreme financial independence that it creates actually a rift in the relationship. Explain that. Like, what does that mean? So not sorry, didn't explain what you mean by that. And then how do we move forward? Right. Like, how do we work together? Well, I think, you know, I don't know if we've talked about money. 
in, we have, yeah. on the podcast. I don't remember. A little bit, yeah. Um, but the thing about money is it's not about the money, right? It's about what it symbolizes. And I think what you and I are talking about is power. Yeah. Right? And so in, in times gone by, um, the, we, the person who was controlling the money had the power in the household, right? Yes. Would that be fair to say? Time's yes. gone by. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So now if that's the model, if that's the template, and now we try to plot ourselves against that template, but we're making the same amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. If you as a man have watched your father and your grandfather be in control because they earned the dollars, and now your wife is also earning as many dollars as you, maybe more dollars mm-hmm. than you, then what? How does that, How if you're still equating money with power, now suddenly there's no boss right there's no head of household yeah and there, there's this whole um i, I haven't read up much on it's, it this is a, something a, that i need to research for myself anyways is um this this concept of then being a man what does right? it mean to be a man well, then what does it mean to be a man if you're I, not I, providing i'm not providing well i don't need to provide right, right? in that sense like okay somebody else can provide really as just as well as i can right maybe even better mm-hmm and then so it's like, what's my value? My value is always in going to be in having control, right? Of when we're talking about that family structure. Right. right? Well, and I think what's, what's happened in our generation is that the family structure has moved from a dictatorship to a democracy. Right. Right. And, and, and on two levels, not just with the adults, but even the way that we include children now in family decision making. And, you know, we explain things to children. You and I didn't grow up like that. There was a head of household, a clear head of household, and they made the decisions. Nobody was consulted. <laughs> Not even sometimes the spouse, right? Yeah. And so I think that tr- that change in how we conceptualize family. Um, so if you're in a democracy model, then it's no big deal if you're making the same because we're, every vote counts the same amount, right? But if it's a dictatorship, then it's not going to work. No, absolutely. But I think even in a democracy, though, um, we're always fighting for power, right? That, like there, there are these stories, right? Like our grandmother's, would say yeah he's the head of the household but who's the neck yeah right like <laughs> and these are jokes power power yeah right like yeah. it was always about yeah yeah it's okay it's okay, it's okay. i know how to get I, to I, him yeah i i know how to manipulate but him that's and him. that you know i talked to women about that too and that we have inherited this lineage of the capacity to manipulate or even the encouragement to manipulate and right right now we're talking about heterosexual heterosexual right? yeah, yeah so i but mean you were, take that with a grain of salt yeah you were also encouraged in our relationship. Oh, still am? Right? right to mama? say, hey. I mean... Like, just sell him this way and, you know, then... Yeah, yeah. Nah, 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 and Well, maybe if you... And it's like, but that's because I feel like I have no power and I have to manipulate him to get what he wants. And I'm still learning. Right. I'm still learning not to be manipulative and actually ask directly for what I need. Right. So how do we now move forward, right? Like, okay, we've identified the problem. So what is the problem? We're, Why we're is trying... it so hard? Let's be clear. What Summarize, please. Summarize the reason relationships are hard. <laughs> They're hard because one, we didn't learn how to be in relationships, but really, I think it's us fighting for control. Mm, right. Right. Like what we're yes. talking about here yes. is I want it done my way. Right. You want it done your way. Yeah. Our kids want it done their way. Right. If, you know, uh, our in laws want it done our, their yeah, way. One of, one of our parents is here. They want it done their way. Mm hmm. My brother wants it done his way. Your sister, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> so everybody wants it done their way. <laughs> and nothing's getting done, really. Right. So, so, but really what we're doing is we're fighting for control, I believe. Right? At least that's how I see it. 
Now, how, you know, it's that power struggle. I think we've talked about if you've watched any of our videos or, or you know, if not, go to you, our YouTube channel, uh, Dragonfly Wellness TV. Uh, there's a Love Talks uh, intro there uh, where we talked about this triangle model. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that triangle model, it's that freaking power struggle or the dead zone. Right. Right. Either we're going to just like, ah, I give up mm-hmm. or I'm going to fight. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to die. Right. It's a fight to death. It's right. more, uh, just like Mortal Kombat uh, previews. Like, a, So it's in your head. It's in my head. So it's like a Mortal Kombat. It's like, hey, <laughs> we're going. <laughs> and sometimes what dies is the relationship. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. And, and it's like, oh, my relationship is the most smart. Well, you're not acting like it. Are you? <laughs> sometimes I'm going to shake our class. <laughs> you're not acting like it. <laughs> the only reason I, I I say that is because somebody said that to us. <laughs> somebody said that to me in a workshop. It's like, yeah, I see. What I, I hear what you're saying, but your actions are not. <laughs> your actions do not portray that as your important. Like, oh, <laughs> well then. So, but but anyways, how do we move forward? Well, if the problem is power struggle, right, and fighting to get power. And the way moving to move forward is to put down the rope and stop doing the tug of war. To stop fighting. But you know, like we say that. Yeah. And we've tried that. Yeah. We still get into these tug of wars like, oh wait, we're we're pulling at each other. But once, it's pull- it's here, it's like this. Once we realize what we're doing, right? Because a lot of this is like patterns, right? Yeah. Habituated patterns. We're just doing it over and over. We've done the same thing we've always done. And I think, you know, this is um, this is something I'm saying to every single person I'm talking to this week. I'm going to say it to you too. And it was um, a concept that was given to me by Karen Day, who's um, a clinical hypno, clinical counseling hypnotherapist, and she's my supervisor. And she daybreak therapy is her thing, if you're interested. Um, but she said to me, look, you can live, there's two ways of living. She said, you can li- live a life of experience, right? Where you're just replaying your experiences and you're basing your next step on your last step. Or you can live a life of intention, which means this moment is a new moment and I get to make a choice about how I move forward in this moment, whatever my experiences were in the past. But intentional living takes a lot more um, kind of neurological bandwidth, right? You have to keep practicing and practicing and practicing because you're actually going to eventually change your brain, but that takes effort. And so why our relationships work? Because I, th- I think we keep hitting the same walls over and over and over and over and we don't ever try anything new. We don't ever step out of that fight to say, wait a minute, if I could step outside of this relationship and look in, what can be changed? Mm-hmm. And when we, or if we do do that, if we do step outside and say, what can we change? We say, oh, I know what needs to be changed. They need to change. And if they change, everything will be fine. So it's like, there's no that personal accountability, right? To say, if my relationship is the most important thing in, in this period of my life, well, then what am I going to do? To work it, what am I going to do to heal it? What am I going to do to move past the fight? Right, and I think moving past the fight, though, right, it goes beyond just the, the fight itself. It goes beyond. Um, I think it goes towards us giving the need to be in control. Right, the, the reason I was saying this tug of war thing and putting the rope down mm-hmm. was a, the first person who puts a rope down mm-hmm. is going to be like, "Why do I have to put the rope down? Mm-hmm. Why is it the other person?" Because you're that? smarter than the other. person. Or there's always this. Because one. you're smarter. Just think of it that way. You're the one who saw the problem first, right? And. It's frustrating if you're always that person because there's always going to be one person who's a little bit more self-aware in a relationship. Agreed? That, that would be me. 
Don't lie. Don't lie. I'm, I don't need to even justify that with a response. Sometimes nothing needs it's, to be said. It, it's not me. It's not me. <laughs> Let's just clear it up. It's you know, me. okay, you know what I hate when people are like, you know, I think I'm really evolved and I've been doing a lot of work on myself. Yeah. If you are saying that, then you're probably not. People who are evolved don't need to tell everybody they're evolved. Anyway, the point is one person is going to be more self-aware, more willing to do their work and look at their own their own self and if that happens to be you well fantastic because you're growing your soul <laughs> you're you're healing your karma whatever um but it happens to be you and there may be other periods in your relationship where that switches and your partner is actually the one who's more self-aware mm-hmm. so just ride that wave and stop complaining sorry that's all i have to say about that ride the wave and stop complaining yes how does that work it's a, I, I agree. Actually, I agree with you. <laughs> I think we, I know I've, I've complained a lot. I think it's, a, and I don't think this is just about relationship. I think it's about anything in our life that we want to change. There's lots of complaints and excuses of why things cannot change, right? And we spend a lot of energy justifying why we are where we are, right? I can spend a lot of energy telling you why I haven't gone for a walk this week. But the bottom line is I'm making excuses and complaining. So either I do what I said I'm going to do or I don't, but don't complain about it. I didn't prioritize it. I didn't prioritize it. Exactly. So prioritize the partnership. And that means sometimes, yeah, you're going to have to put down the rope. And we've talked about, you know, there's deeper concepts around this, like standing in the fire, um, you know, being there unconditionally. Keeping your mouth shut. Standing in the fire. Also called, aka in Faison's words, keeping your mouth shut. But right, there's there's different things that we do for each other. Yeah. Because we're willing to overlook the, the quirks. We all have quirks. Our ego gets in the way, right? Like, like uh, no, I want to be right. But that, see, the bottom line phase is that here, that's going to happen if you and I are on opposite teams. Of course. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is that just get over yourself, get over myself. Right? Sometimes the easiest solution to a fight is a hug. Right? Right. Just go and say, okay, let's solve this. Let's let me hug. Let's yeah. let's hug. Stay quiet for five, ten seconds. Okay. What do we need to do and to solve on. this? Because otherwise what do we need to solve it? it's one more thing, right? It's one more little nick in the armor of your relationship and it piles up and it piles up and it piles. So if you're in a relationship, I know we're getting close to time. If you're in a relationship that's been in this state of pain for you know years or decades it's going to take you a little bit longer to get to the place that you want to be don't expect an overnight miracle don't expect that five sessions of therapy are going to heal your marriage that's been in flux for 15 years it's not going to work like that it's going to have to be the day-to-day decisions that you make stop complaining and ride the wave yeah it's taken me 40 years to be like this yeah to be this person yeah right it's going to take a little bit more than 40 days maybe not but at least in my mind, I'm preparing myself. It's going to take me a little bit more than 40 days to undo uh, it, to undo some of the, <laughs> some of the damage I've done. <laughs> and I think the last thing I would say is it is the easiest solution is to blame your partner, but that doesn't get anybody anywhere, right? You can just say, you know what? It's them. And then you're off the hook, but does that solve the problem? Not really. So what if you were to stop doing that and see how is it that I can, what is it that I could change so that I'm more functional in this relationship? Yeah. Okay. Anything else we want to add here? 
No, I think we're, I'm, I'm, we would love to hear your responses and your questions. So if you have a particular topic that you want us to talk about, or you have a question about this one, send us a note. Um, where should they send us a note? Yeah, you can reach us on Instagram, on the website, on the website Dr. Dr. Syra, so D-R-S-A-I-R-A dot C-A, mm-hmm. or you can follow me on Instagram, a guy to talk to, or Syra at Dr. Syra Cares. Um, so Facebook. yeah, just Facebook, anywhere, like just find us. Just Google us, you'll find us. <laughs> find us, like send us, send us a note. Um because as you can see, these are unscripted conversations. <laughs> Sarah just blurts out a question as we're talking, and yeah. we just and we, we just, just talk. Yeah. We just talk. And and so these are raw, <laughs> these are raw comments. Um, but this is what we enjoy doing. So we and we so we'd love to make sure we'd love to hear you. We'd love to hear your voice. Uh, so whether it's questions or comments, how you get through. Are the tough times mm-hmm. in a relationship they all happen but right like i think our goal is can we get through all of these times as a team as a team instead of on on opposite teams like mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> so with that <laughs> so with that we're i guess we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna say that's the last uh, that's the last comment we're making so until next time smile more worry less Do 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 do